It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. It's party time. Okay, that's scary. It's, it's 5 o'clock <laughs> Welcome to the Stock Car Show, everyone. As you can tell, we are live once again from Race Chaser's studio inside uh, on a, well, it's just a flat-out balmy uh, <laughs> it's cozy. Yeah, it's actually very nice uh, outside today here in Charlotte. We hope it is where you are as well. Uh, and we're looking forward. We have got all kinds of things to talk about tonight. So uh, You have news, and yeah. you have news, and you have news. Yes. And well, he doesn't have news, but he's, he's here gonna anyways. He's going to hear news in a minute because <laughs> he was asking us. We were talking about we got some breaking news to start with. and uh, So Tyler Ankrum has joined us. Tyler, of course, the defending uh, well, not defending the current K&M Pro Re- Series East champion. Yes, reigning is the word you're looking for. Or current, whichever. And, current uh, in a few weeks. He is now <laughs> going to be uh, competing in the Engots Series for next year, the, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series for, as you can see, David Gilliland Racing. That would be the DGR that's there. Um and so we're going to talk to Tyler. So we're glad you're with us. I'm Tom Baker. Jacob Seelman is next to me, uh, seated at the table across the uh, hallway behind the glass in the tech shed, are Randy Miller, who you'll be hearing from as well today, and Chris Murdoch, all punching the proper buttons to keep us on the air. And we are excited about what's going on. And speaking of what's going on, let's get right to it. Jacob, you know what to do. DQs, DQs. That's DQs. not what you do. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a breaking fine. news sounder. Breaking news. DQs, DQs, ah, DQs. Yes, he's a little too excited about DQs. Hey, me and half the sport. I'm sorry. Dear NASCAR fans, any of you who are watching or listening to this, don't say NASCAR's not paying attention because NASCAR just pulled a Burger King and cooked a Whopper. <laughs> NASCAR is now going to disqualify cars that are illegal in post-race tech. If you are cheating and you are caught in post-race tech, you are getting last place money, last place points. You're not going to be able to use it for anything in the playoffs. It's basically going to be as if you showed up, ran a lap, and parked it. Yes, you, you don't get the trophy. You don't get the win in the record book. You don't you get the don't trophy get queen. squat. No. And it's about doggone time. Thank you, NASCAR, for understanding that the uh, the teams were basically, this was the classic example of the inmates running the asylum over the last couple of years. And now we are finally going to uh, see the day when we start disqualifying teams NASCAR is tired of it. They don't want to deal with it anymore. And they are going to be even more strict in pre-race tech as well. So basically, uh, as Steve O'Donnell said in the official uh, NASCAR release and in Auto Week story, they are really, really putting pressure on the teams to come to the track right. It's a, quote, total culture change. Yes, that's As exactly Donald right. Said. Yep. Can I can I add something from Scott Miller? You may. Quote, I don't know that our hand was necessarily forced. <clears throat> I do. 
But really <laughs> and truly, a lot of the team owners, we have this culture of playing these cat and mouse games between us and the teams, and that's a lot of wasted energy on both sides of the fence. And the best way for us to get our arms around that is to have a stiffer deterrent. Then there was also, I think every time we had a penalty on Wednesday, there seemed to be an outcry from a lot of the fans about how you cannot take the win away if there was something wrong with the car. So there were a lot of factors that went into us moving into this direction for the season, but it's been pretty well received so far with most all of the industry. They kind of asked for it, and it was time. Definitely a departure for us, but times change, and I think this is just one of those things where we're changing with the times, end quote. A freaking men. Yes. Period, well, end of discussion. Yeah, I, NASCAR I, I, was behind the times. Oh, Absolutely. Well, here's, here's the deal for me. I could never understand NASCAR having two different policies because, yep. uh, you know, the, it, on Saturday night short track level, if you were illegal, you were DQ'd. Snowball Derby. But if you go to... <laughs> we all know that. Yeah, we all know so, Ricky Brooks all too familiar. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, but <clears throat> if... Well, that's not a NASCAR race. Oh, and, and, but, <laughs> but, but still, still, you mentioned the Saturday Same night policy. short track. Thing. I mean, yeah, the Wheel of All-American Series, if you're illegal, you're DQ'd. Yes. But, but you go to the track in the cup or the truck or whatever it would be, Xfinity, K&M, whatever, and you get fined or suspended or, you know, the car chief goes away for a couple of weeks. Big deal. These teams have long since figured out how to compensate, and there's way too little uh, concern over a fine or even a suspension at this point. I honestly, it's about doggone time NASCAR figured out that the only way to yes. stop this is just to stop it. So Tyler Ankrum. You're headed into truck series competition this year, but you also, of course, have come from the short tracks. What's your opinion about this? I think, I, I mean, I agree with you guys 100%. It's, it's about timing. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've sat there on the couch and I've been like, okay, it's obviously a penalty. Just throw them out. It makes it so much simpler. Yeah. It, it, that's, and that's all it does is make it simpler. It leaves less for gray area. It leaves less for discussion. And it's the way it should be because that's the way it is on almost every other level but the top three uh, series in NASCAR. So I really think it's a good thing. Uh, it's obviously going to make it a lot harder, but I think it will make racing closer because uh, you have this new uh, NASCAR, especially in the cup cars, you have this new package where it's low, uh, low horsepower, yep. high downforce. Yep. They're going to be doing everything they can do in their power to make those motors bigger, run faster, those bodies more aerodependent and sleek. So I think that this will be an eye opener. Hopefully, I mean, I don't, I'm hopefully it is, but hopefully this is just an eye opener for the entire sport. And this is the way it should be going. I agree. hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, it makes no sense to me um, that you should have an opportunity to keep a win that you clearly didn't earn because you were illegal. It happened. Uh -huh. It happened a few times this past year, right? Or it's like they kept their playoff eligibility, but... Well, no, they didn't keep the playoff eligibility. That's right. That's they kept where, the win, though, which yeah, doesn't make they, no yeah. sense to me if, if you're wrong, <laughs> wrong. Kevin Harvick. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Harvick was the biggest one last year. But you know what? The, the problem is this past year, and I'm only looking at Cup. I'm not even going to talk about the other divisions. Randy, feel free to, to, uh, to jump into this if you'd like. Um, for me, uh, I mean, only in Cup, if you just look at Cup... The pre-race tech this year, how many times did you see three, four, six, too many. double-digit 
cars way, yes, that many. couldn't even qualify because they couldn't pass tech three or four times. It's way too you many. Know, and then we get to Wednesday, and this car is illegal, and that car is illegal, and whatever it's like, and we're keeping wins and, and whatever else. I mean, I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, this this is common sense. And, um, I mean, I, I'd love to see, honestly, I'd love to see NASCAR go back and rewrite the entire record book um, because, yeah. I mean, this has been decades and you've got drivers who were clearly illegal and they didn't take the wins away. But, you know, obviously that that's not realistic, but we can at least start going forward with 2019 and do it right because uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's great. I think it's and, – and the other piece to this is NASCAR is putting pressure on themselves to speed up tech and yes. to be more efficient in tech. They have hired a gentleman who is specifically – in charge of that process and what they're hoping for they're going to pull the winner second place and at least one random car usually third but not always it just said at least one random car um and they're hoping to have all of that done in the first it, it within two hours after the race so they can announce the winner so a short track racing is yes yeah, so exactly yes. it's the way it should be yep so they're gonna should have wait, the, it should have been the way it should always been yes it right should never changed in right. the first place so i'm excited and i and i again i think this is a clear signal that nascar is starting to listen to the fan base and that they're willing to make a change like this mm-hmm. that has been 50 some odd years uh, you know, a different way. Now they're willing to to change it. I think the last, yeah. uh, I think it was 1960. I was reading that was the last DQ on record for I'm, a win. I um, just wrote this. And it was earlier. Emmanuel Zervakis right at uh, Wilson Speedway in North Carolina. And ironically, I'm just uh, impressed you remembered that. Well, um, because Emmanuel Zervakis was still uh, in the NASCAR world in the early 80s because Jeff Bodine actually ran some races for him. Yes, by the way, 1960, so almost 60 years in the making. Yes, yep, that was at uh, uh, Wilson Speedway yep, here in the, North The last disqualification period was 1973. That was when Buddy Baker was in the uh, Nord Crosscop 71 car. Oh, the K&K car, the I K&K think. K&K car. Yeah, K&K insurance uh, car. And... Uh, Mr. Krauskopf refused to allow NASCAR officials to inspect his car <laughs> at Charlotte, of all places, by the way. And uh, therefore, NASCAR said, okay, you won't let us look at it? We'll just throw you out. Well, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> if, we can't, if we can't tell you whether it's legal or not, then we probably just need to. Yeah. He was complaining about uh, NASCAR and uh, carburetor rules making their car uncompetitive. So they said, okay, let's inspect it. He says, no. Okay, goodbye. Yep. That's basically about it. So... Uh, interesting for uh, NASCAR to do this. And I think this is, I would imagine right now, there are a whole bunch of teams that are in a mad scramble because Mm -hmm. NASCAR just announced this and Daytona is like two weeks away. So now we got to go back and we got to start undoing things we did. And, you know, uh, I mean, there, I imagine there's probably one or two or 10 teams that are in full panic mode right let's now. See, let's see. Kevin Harvick last year would have had two wins stripped under this policy. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yep. Oh, by the way, before we go to break, um, 
two things. Number one, dear Allie Boulay, who's at home, feel Please better. Please feel better. Number yes, two, n- number two let it be stated for the record that the reason she's not here is not because we banned her after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, you weren't rooting we, for the Patriots? We, we, we would Allie's uh, from, Allie's from, from New, New England. England. So she is obviously a fan of that particular team. Yes. Um, the rest of us we, were all hoping that we, she was disappointed. Yes, after the we, game, we just wanted to be very clear. It wasn't She's not yeah. feeling well that we didn't well, ban her. The Rams offense failed to appear. <laughs> yeah. So with on that, that note, we're going to step aside. And when we come back, more conversation. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to get through tonight. We are just getting underway with the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsport safety, Tyler Ankrum, will talk in the next segment. Stick around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. 
Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Hello there. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport and, of course, our good friends at My Computer Career as well, training for a better life. And we'll tell you more about them a little bit later. My name is Tom Baker. Jacob Seelman is here at the table with me in the Race Chaser Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. Tyler Ankrum has joined us as well. He, uh, of course, will be competing in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series this year for David Gilliland Racing. He yes, will be. I'm practicing. No, I know. Okay. I, 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 if I say I, it enough, I'll get rid too. of the previous name. He's even got the hair flip down already. It's the tidal wave, what right? There you go, <laughs> California tidal wave. Whatever. Okay, now, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Before I know you're going to get into what he's getting ready to do, but for some reason, a- am I dreaming that you ran a late model here recently, or you did, know, I, yeah, did I Kern. just imagine that? Yeah. That's right. Went you did run Kern. the winter showdown. Yeah. Talk about Kern. Yes, please. Well, uh, we spent a lot of money to go out there and got wrecked by Preston Peltier. <laughs> That's oh. basically what happened. Oh, was that the gigantic pile up at yeah, the start that was finish line? Him. Oh, that was yeah. you. Oh, yeah, oh boy. Was, well, that was him and about twenty five. Five of his say. closest yeah. friends. I don't yeah. know how much of the field was left after yeah. that. Well, actually, it's funny because so we pitted early. We had a setup. Uh-huh. We were really fast all weekend. We're top five, top three all weekend. And uh, obviously, rain, qualifying got rained out. So uh, Friday during practice, we've just been uh, mocking on scuffs and then just doing race runs. So uh, they just dated everything based off last, last practice. So we started 15th. And, you know, that's just a side note. But. So we're making our way through the field, and the track was really green because it had rain. So we pitted, uh, made adjustments on the car, and then track rubbered up. Uh, uh, by our stroke of luck, tr- you know, five laps later, track rubbered up. And uh, so we just overcompensated. We came in back in to pit. So, I mean, I basically come through the field twice and <laughs> uh, at this point in time. So at after we came through the field twice, I was running like uh, 10th or 8th, somewhere inside the top 10 mm-hmm. on the outside row. And then uh, it was getting dark. And this is the other part. I'll get to this later. This is the other part that irritated me. Yeah. But there was no power. <clears throat> there was no power there at the racetrack. Yeah. But they thought it was okay to just let us race anyways. We just raced till dark. Well, it's like getting dark. I'm just <laughs> I had been dusting off the third groove before. So I just uh, keyed up. I, and Clay Rogers is one of my driver mentors. I was like, hey, Clay, what do you think? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? He goes, no, probably not. I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to aim for the bushes here. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, oh, my Lord, on the radio. But uh, so I was getting ready to go just on the outside and make my own groove. And then uh, I was high I was high and wide, so I couldn't see the leader anyways and what he was doing. And I was just banged through the gears. I was in between third and fourth. When I, the next thing I knew, I had a whole lot of bumper in my windshield. And then uh, – we, I was fine after that. We kept on rolling, and then I just got hit from behind, and I spun out and got hit again from the left side, and it, there was just a big, giant mess, and I got out of the car, and me Derek Krause just looked at each other just like, what the heck? And then I saw the <laughs> right. Then I saw the replay afterwards. I was like, dude, are you serious? Let's Restart tw- games. And the funny thing that makes – and the thing that makes me laugh about Preston is Preston – maybe talked for a total of five minutes about restarts and he always feels that he's the one that always gets jacked on restarts <laughs> and then he just goes out and wrecks 20 cars on restarts like <laughs> that's literally what they counted 20 cars and wow. i just uh, i couldn't believe it and uh yeah. but i mean it's not the first time preston's ever done anything like that and we all know that so you can't fault him for that but uh the other uh, side note with what kern did and 
you know, deciding to race. It's mm. it's a Saturday afternoon, and I was really irritated by that. For mainly for just the amount of money we spend to go out there. We spend almost the same amount of money to go race Kern as we do the Derby, and the Derby is. This, wow. And, and it's not even just the tires. Like, you don't spend half as much money on tires. You don't spend half as much money on gas. But what it is, or testing, but what it is is the travel out there. Yeah. It's having all the hands to get the trailer or motor home or having all the lodging there for a week because you ought to be there that first Tuesday to practice and Wednesday. I mean, it's a lot of money to go out there, and you're going to just, you know, hey, there's no power. We're going to do everything by hand, and we're just going to race until the sun goes down. It's, and you won't get a full race in. And that's not even what happened. I don't even think they got more than half the race in. They wow. got, I think they stopped it at 172, so they got a yeah. little bit more than half. Right. So, and I was very irritated by that. And I hope they don't do make that same mistake because uh, it irritated a lot of us. Uh, in fairness, in I feel like it was kind of a bizarre scenario that they ended up without power on Saturday to begin with. Well, it had been raining so much there. It's just on and off, on and off. And for like a few hours, the whole city of Bakersfield or whole, whole county of Bakersfield didn't have power. Keep it, in it, mind, this is California. Crazy. This is California. <laughs> and they don't prepare for any of that because yeah. it never rains. So it was very unfortunate. And I love Kern. I mean, they have such great promoters there and they have – have such a great facility. Like honestly, Kern County is such a nice facility that if they could somehow get tr- trucks or Xfinity there, they pack the place up. And I really think they could do that. Like I know you guys haven't been there, but every I, it takes my breath away. It is the nicest. I'm I'll, the nicest. It tops Motor Mile, and, and when we saw that, we said that was really nice. I mean, obviously, it can't top Bristol or anything like that because that's you know, right. a cup track. Right. But for our super late model racing level, it is the nicest short track. I've seen video of K&M West there. So. Yeah, yeah, well, but yes. you have to. Like, dude, when you go to the bathrooms, they are clean. I mean, you know, go to the, go to the bathroom. Uh, no offense, Hickory. <laughs> After a line of drivers, <laughs> it's not going to be too pretty. After a whole day. I disagree. At a whole day at Kern County, they're spotless. And it's like, Whoa. Like, you feel like you're at a cup track. You honestly do. Well, it's and called it's paying impressive. attention to details. Yes, and it is very impressive in what they do there. And uh, I always appreciate that what they do because they always make me feel like I'm at home and they always make me feel like I'm important, like I'm special. I mean, I'm not nothing much, but I I always love going there. Not only that, because I always have family. I always, always mm-hmm. have friends. Sure. And it's not that far of a drive. It's just literally on the other side of the grapevine where I'm from. So... Uh, we're, I think we're definitely going back next year because, you know, that's just something my, my father wants to keep on doing. And, you know, just it just wasn't the way we wanted to end this week or this past week. And uh, hopefully they learned a little bit too. Well, um, with that being said, obviously you have some important things upcoming, like, yeah. oh, your first – Almost, Almost full year in Almost. the truck series. That you're not going to be able to run Daytona, which is a major bummer. Yeah, it is. I I have dreamed of going to da- – I've been to Daytona, Daytona – sorry. I've been to Daytona <laughs> a few times, and I've walked across the track. But, like, you, it's like an itch you just can't scratch. Like, you just want to drive on it so bad. But I'll miss, obviously, Atlanta and Vegas. 
I turned 18 two days after Vegas. Wow. It sucks. I know. Two days. Two days. Two days and, after And Vegas. Atlanta That's and so Vegas crazy. are my two favorite mile and a halves. Aww. Atlanta wow. was number one. And, it's, and we go to Vegas twice, but we, do, we don't go to Atlanta again, which is a huge bummer. Right. So it's uh, – well, there's a lot of other racing going on. So <laughs> I'm going to go to Iowa. I love Iowa. We don't go to New Hampshire no more, so we don't go – I love New Hampshire. Oh, uh, sp- speaking of Iowa, by the way, Kansas, that le- that Kansas lets me Iowa funnel so. into the other thing that was announced for the truck series today. How excited are you for the triple truck challenge and the chance to, uh, I don't know, pad your pockets with extra cash? Well, I heard about it, and I immediately texted my dad. I said, we're going to win three races in a row, and we're going to go buy a big, fast boat. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I win three races, you'll see a Big giant fast boat on like Norman with time from racing on the side. That'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep in mind the grand prize for winning all three of those races, which is Texas, Iowa, and mm-hmm. Gateway in the month of June, yeah. is half a million bucks. Yeah. If you I win, think that's really cool. If you that win they do that. three races in a row and you get that big fast boat, we could do an entire show live Dude, from your boat that'd on be Lake cool. Norman. That would be cool. Right? That'd be very cool. <laughs> We'll have to wait to summer, but that would be very Special cool. Special edition. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool that they do this. And mainly, well, I'm, I'm a big golf fan. Like, uh, the U, uh, U.S. Open is at a different place every single year. Because uh, you kind of have, like, your marquee or your uh, uh, your your biggest events of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, kind of like how C- ARCA CRA has the uh, Triple Crown. Yep. Like, or, like, horse racing the same yep. way. And you just got to – it's like one of those things like we have to do this. Like if we can if we can do this yeah. in our lifetime, we'll be legends. We'll the live series, forever. The, the truck series didn't really have that. Right. And I think it is so cool that they have that now. It just – it adds something more. I think it'll add something more for the yeah. fans to watch. And it'll just, it'll just be something that, you know, the other series don't. Because there's yeah. always – I've always felt that the truck series – everybody always talks about how the truck series is always the best race. And – I can agree that sometimes mm-hmm. I I, lo- I think the cup races are the best because I'm watching my heroes, and but the truck races are always exciting, always. Yeah, see, I packed. think the truck races just by nature by nature are for, the most exciting and entertaining by races nature for the most part. But there's, I've always felt there's always something missing, like the fan base, it, like the fan base. I've always felt like there could be always something more there. It needed a spark. It needed well, a spark. There you go. And I think this will really amp the truck series up. I think mm-hmm. you'll see. I mean, maybe you'll see more of a truck turnout because, you know, I was maybe a, some. Yeah, it's an extra 50 grand to win each yeah. of those three races, yeah. and the money keeps piling up if you can win more than one. And the best news for all of you guys is those three races are restricted solely to truck series drivers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with that, we're going to step aside when we come back more with Tyler Ankrum. We've also got Hall of Fame stuff to talk about from over the weekend, and we're going to debate. What do we think about next year's class? And I'm sure this will be entertaining. All of that and more coming up as the Stock Car Show continues. Presented by HMS Motorsport. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Breaking news! Uh-oh, what are we breaking now? It has to do with that guy. Oh, Austin Terrio, okay, what's he breaking? He got himself a GOTS ride. Oh, okay, well, so he's joining Tyler in the NGOTS series? Uh, yes, for a couple races, as a matter of fact. Um, his first race is not one that Tyler can run because he's driving at Daytona. Uh, sorry, Tyler. Sorry. Right. But he... Uh, I'll try to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, Martinsville, Charlotte, and Bristol are also on the agenda. He's going to drive the 92 truck for Ricky Benton. Oh, okay. A handful of races. That's this awesome. Year. Good Absolutely. For him. Um, and good hire for Ricky Benton. Oh gosh, it's it's going to be great. Um, it sounds like that uh, he and 
the uh, the crew chief with that team, uh, Mike Hester, um, have been working together some even since last year. So uh, it sounds like they've already got a pretty good rapport, and uh, it's just nice to have an extra truck in the field going to Daytona okay. here. Next. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Next Friday night, holy crap. <laughs> Next Friday night is the truck series opener at Daytona. Isn't that awful? <laughs> no, mean, it's great. It's, it's great, but my gosh, I feel like I just stepped off the plane from being up with family for the holidays, and now it's already halfway through February, it feels like. It's been a long time. When we went out to Kern, my dad looked at me, he's like, dude, you realize it's been like two months since you've been in the car? I was like, holy cow, it has been <laughs> a while. Yeah, it really has been. Yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah, next Friday night. That's, uh, of course, this weekend is when it all starts. We have qualifying, and then we have the clash, and we have uh, the ARCA race as well mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Speed Weeks uh, everywhere else gets underway. Um, so a lot of stuff going on there. But uh, so, Tyler, what are you – I mean, your first race is going to be at Martinsville, right? Correct. Which that has to be an amazing feeling for you. It's like been there, done that once last year. Yeah, but last year, I mean, it wasn't bad experience, but it was such a hard race. Where it's like, I'm, I mean, I've never been really a huge fan of Martinsville in the first place. It's just kind of like, oh, uh, I'm more excited about Texas. That's my second race. Really? Wait a minute. So you're you're a short tracker and you're not a fan of Martinsville? What's no, up with that? Uh -uh. What? No. I like the What's momentum up tracks. With that? I like the momentum tracks more. The whole stopping hard and not be able to use the top. I love using the top. The, the top's my favorite place to be, so. Uh, having a track where that's really not in play, it's hard. It's, it it gets hard for me to like it. Interesting. Well, you you were. You, I mean, the first race you ran in Martinsville was the the rain race, basically. Yeah. Where yeah, it, you know, rained forever. Where it rains uh, every year. Yeah, <laughs> it much. just. Uh, I mean, that was that was just a raw, yeah. nasty. Yeah. Uh, day and yeah. and yet so I'm optimistic for this year though yeah. where it won't rain or maybe it will rain but it won't be so bad where it cancels practice and you go out there <laughs> yeah, with cold was... turkey for qualifying that was I mean first round we're twelfth second round we're like you know in twenty ninth <laughs> but uh, I don't really honestly I still can't remember what happened between the first round and the second round because it was big I was like oh twelfth <laughs> like this can be easy <laughs> top ten here we come and it's like. Yeah. All right, yeah, bring that to us. Nope. Yeah, it's like, hey, that felt really good. Where are we? Uh, Like 25th. Oh, oh okay. I, uh, I love how he says, where are we, like 25th, and yeah. when round two is only 24 trucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you uh, you ended up running, I think you got into the top five for a bit, didn't you? I was, in, I was running, I ran seventh for a little while. Okay. But that was just based off strategy. And we really struggled the whole race, and we really couldn't get the, a good handle on the truck. I mean, it was really my first time in a truck, so. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. I know I, I knew what I was feeling, but I didn't know what I needed, and uh, that really just set us back because Sodder pitted one time the entire race. We pitted every time, so uh, not having that track position really hurt us. And uh, I really felt like we had a good enough truck to run up front. I just couldn't pass, Phoenix, and it made it really hard. Phoenix was really the race where everything started ISM. to click for you guys. Phoenix was a lot of fun. I don't, you know. I've had a lot of mind-blown moments in my life <laughs> considering that I'm not as an intelligent person when it comes to uh, the knowledge of cars compared to like Bono or Chris or Seth or Blake, some of the crew chiefs in the, in the DGR garage. So Phoenix 
when we went there, it was I was feeling things for the first time I had never felt before, and it was like holy cow! Like it was crazy. I've never felt arrow or air in in a car or vehicle like that I have in my life. And everybody keeps on telling me that I'm in for a treat once we go to Texas. <laughs> or, like that's really the first place you really feel it. Yeah. So I mean, I remember it was right before the end of the second stage. Yeah, second stage. And I run soldered down like a whole straightaway. Ran him down. Like I was two tenths two tenths faster than him a lap. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I got like within six car lengths, it was like boom. Like just stalled right out. And it was just inch forward, inch forward, headlight out. Inside, headlight out, inside, outside, just inch forward. It's 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 not it's I'm not even exaggerating. It's inching forward. It's like okay, I'm closer to this lap. Okay, keep at it, keep at it. Okay, we're at his bumper. Let's <laughs> try and set him up now and not mess this up and lose all all you know all my gain all the you know room I just gained mm-hmm. all in one lap. Right. So that was a really crazy experience. I had a lot of aha moments because like I was racing with guys, especially at the end of the race. I think I was as high as fourth one time. And I was racing with guys that I've been watching on TV for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And it was, we had that red flag, and I was just like, dude, I just like passed Johnny. Like, I just passed Matt Crafton on the outside like he was standing still. Like, holy cow, this is cool. I think <laughs> we were talking about that you came to HMS right before Christmas, I think, and we were talking about this. It was that moment where you're sitting there and – you said it yourself. You've been a fan your entire life, and now you get to go from being a fan to doing this on an almost weekly basis. Right, and for me, that's that's just the cool part. Because even like when I passed, like caught when I, I mean, I just freaking mowed Johnny Sauter down full straightaway, like he was just sitting there eating grass. Like, like I was amazed and I was astonished when, even when we did the pit stops, we picked up like uh, the first we pitted twice that night and. The first pit stop, we picked up two positions, which put me inside the top ten. And then the, the last pit stop, we picked up, like, three, which put me, I think, sixth or seventh. And I was, like, so ecstatic with all the progress we made from Martinsville especially. And, you know, I just I just can't wait to get back in the truck. I've been waiting for so long. I have, I'm now have – all this new stuff. I'm a, I'm an Arai driver now. They have such fantastic helmets. Got to plug them. Got to plug them. I'm also an Adidas driver now. Love the suits. I ran mine at uh, at uh, Kern, and I've I don't think I've ever been in love with a suit <laughs> now and helmet. So I uh, everything is going in the right direction. We're with really great people there at DGR, and they just they've been busting their rear ends over there, moving to that new shop uh, over there in the park. Moved into the old Roush Sports. I think that was the Sports Engine Shop, if I'm not mistaken. It was well. It was Roush Engines. Right, it was Roush Roush Roush, yeah, yeah. the exactly old Roush. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, the old Roush yep. building. But they yep. they spent a lot of hours moving into that thing, getting ready, being organized. I mean, there's nowhere near. I mean, they're they're still working at the shop right now, trying to get can and our cars ready. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I'm excited for this year. I think what david's put together for me and what my father has put together for us sponsorship wise and able to run uh, a full year i'm just super thankful to have all the people that are going to be around me especially bono mm-hmm. i mean i i've been being able to work with dgr and be able to listen to him 
especially I, I went to a couple of truck races last year just watching and listening, and he can call a race really well. And uh, I think me and him will mix pretty good together. So I'm I'm ready to do it. So Bono is going to be your crew chief? Yep. That's, That's awesome. Be fun. We, it's I, I remember at the end of last year, you were petitioning to get, uh, to keep Seth. I was petitioning to keep Seth, and I really want. I thought it would have been really cool to keep the band together because Sam had been working on trucks. Our engineer, he'd been working on trucks. Derek's, uh, uh, Jeremy worked on a truck. Chris is working on a truck. So I was like, dude, well, let's just keep the K and N team together. Dream team, you know, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. So I was really uh, try- pushing for that, and so was my dad. My dad thought it would have been really cool. And uh, Seth is actually going to tag along a few races mm-hmm. because me and him actually talked about it when it came t- time to decide. And he didn't feel like he was ready. You know, he just didn't feel like he had the experience to do it. And Interesting. after uh, after Phoenix and Martinsville, he crew chiefed me in the truck there, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, he just didn't feel like t- he was ready to tackle a full year of trucks, which I really respected. And um, I think – he is a super smart guy. He's super organized, and he can do it. But, I mean, I respect the fact that he doesn't think he can do it, and he needs more time mm-hmm. to learn. And Well, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he said that he will be at every truck race because he is crew chiefing Tanner Gray in the K&N series, I believe. Okay. okay. So he'll at every K&N race that he's not at, he'll be at my truck race. But so. still, Kevin Mannion, I mean, to, to be exactly. able to get Bono yeah. – it's kind of like having that guy in the farmer's insurance commercial. Yeah. You know, we, uh, he knows a thing or two because he's seen a, seen a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. Bono's you know, seen a thing Bono or two. Bono is just, he's been around the block yeah, more than has. enough times yeah, to he's, go he through has. the championship. Have you had a chance to sit down and start to build a little bit of communication with Bono yet? or is that Bono's a quiet guy. Bono's a quiet guy, but once you get a few in him, he opens up. <laughs> <laughs> he opens up. Once you get a few silver bullets, that's official beer in NASCAR, right? It used to be. Uh, I don't know if be. it still who is. I don't know who's the official beer of NASCAR I think it anymore. Is. I don't keep track. It was when they were the Pole Awards. But I get, no, yeah. it's Bush now. Bush. Oh, okay. Bush. It's Bush. When you get a few Bush lights in him, he opens up. There you go. <laughs> he, uh, he's actually a really funny guy. He's Bono. Like, Bono's quiet. He gets his work done. Doesn't say too much. But he'll just come around. Like, you'll just be standing there talking to somebody, and he'll just come by smiling. It's like... Hey, Bono. <laughs> he'll he'll say something. It's like he's very he's passive aggressive. Like he'll say something, and it's like oh, it's like oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna step inside more with Tyler Agram and maybe Bono when we come back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsports and My Computer Career. Don't go anywhere. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. 
parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Okay, dear Ben Rhodes, when are we going to get an announcement here? We are T-minus 11 days from the Truck Series Buddy, opener. Buddy, come we on, need to man. Know. We need to know. Man, we are just waiting with bated breath to see what Ben Rhodes is going to do. Yes. Nothing is, nothing has been official, made official one way or another. So, I mean, we're going to assume no news is good news, but um, sure would like to hear it for sure that uh, – He's going to be doing something this year, whether it's a Thor Sport truck or something else. But anyways, Ben. Um, can I do the voice one more time? Uh, if we've actually got a reason to. Yes, actually, Uh-oh. we do. Here we go. For the third time tonight, breaking news. That one sounded a little warped. But Sorry. Anyway, you know, that, that didn't sound right. What's, what's the news? Sorry. Uh, Jacob Companies, effective apparently as we were going on the air, has joined Stuart Haas Racing as a primary sponsor of Cole Custer in the NASCAR Xfinity Series this year, starting at Daytona International Speedway next week. Really? It's it's purple and white. I, I'm I, I'm I, I'm not used to this. I'm used to red and white and Haas yeah. Automation. This is weird. So Jacob Jacob Companies will be on the double nothing. The double nothing, yep. Interesting. Okay. As opposed to the number nothing, which Garrett Smithley was That's confirmed correct. to be back in earlier yes. today. Well, you know, and of course that kind of completes the JD Motorsports triumvirate for this year with, of course, Ross Chastain coming back to the four car. That got announced yeah. last week. We didn't have time to so, really talk about uh, that. Speaking so. of that... Court filings from the D.C. Solar bankruptcy filing say it owes Chip Ganassi Racing $4.3 million. It also owes a million to International Speedway Corp. and three-quarters of a million apiece to Kansas, Phoenix, Richmond, and Talladega. Ouch. I mean, I kind of need some money to go truck racing. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's 4.3, 5.3, and about 3 million more. That's a little over 8 million bucks. Yeah, I don't think oh. uh, that'll buy a very fast boat. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and a few trucks. Yeah. yeah. A few trucks. Yeah. And the gas to run the boat. Yeah. Um, okay. Which so sorry. About I, I, five minutes. Yeah, sorry. I got a little distracted. I didn't mean to take away from Tyler here. Well, no, I just right. uh, I wanted to make sure we got the news out there. Yeah. It's good for, it's good for uh, Cole Custer and yeah. looking forward to seeing what he can do in the Xfinity series. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, you obviously, again, we running all but Daytona, Atlanta, and Vegas in the spring because you're not old enough. Other than Martinsville, what tr- what track are you most looking forward to racing this year out of all the ones on the schedule? ask that question because there's so many. Like, we want you to pick one. You can only pick one. What track would you most look one. forward to? See, uh, I th- I would have thought I would have known the answer right off the bat, but nah. Charlotte. Really? Yep. Another mile and a half. You're really excited about the intermediate tracks. I you? am. I have, you know, I I've hung out. I hung. I hang out with Todd sometimes. He's always at the DGR Todd shop. Dolland. So. Like I'll always ask him, "Hey man, what's like?" He's like, "It sucks." And I'm like, "He's like, I'm like, what do you mean it sucks?" He goes. You, like, you restart, and then it's follow the leader. You just can't pass. I'm like, but you're going, like, really fast. He goes, you just can't pass. So I'm like, but you're going fast, right? It's like, yes, we're going fast. I'm like, well, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> just if go you're, faster. If I you're mean, in first, how, you don't have to worry about passing, right? Right. How hard can it be? Just go faster to pass the guy in front of you. But, so, I mean, I don't understand the whole aerodynamic department over there. You will. In the truck. You Soon will. Enough. But you will. Uh, I... Everybody tells me how hard Charlotte is and how scary it is. So I'm just like, let's go to Charlotte. <laughs> I'm just, I'm <laughs> That's so funny. I just would have thought you would have said Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I love Iowa because of all the different kinds of racing there the is. The short track that thinks it's a super yeah, speed. Right, exactly. That's kind and, of. And that's the way Iowa races. But I'm just, I want to go really fast. I want to go like 190 <laughs> miles an hour at Charlotte. And uh, I think it'll be really cool. Okay, so I do want to, since you didn't bring it up, I do want to ask you your opinion about a particular truck race on the schedule. What's your opinion on going on the dirt? Uh, I mean. Oh, don't give me that Have look. you ever been on dirt? I have. Yeah, I've done, I did some midget stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with the, uh, with the focus midgets, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, Western midgets. Uh, I don't know what I think. I mean, are, are you? Are, you're not. I knew gonna it was going to happen, but you're not going to be one of those like Johnny Sauter, whose goal is just to survive that race, are you? No, 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 no. I no, have no. never known Tyler to ever have a goal of just surviving a race. Yeah, okay. win or fall on the sword, trying. That's what I say. <laughs> Good. That's one of those where it's give me the checker to give I, me the I, steering I wheel. I tell you what, I think it's really cool that they do that because, uh, like we talked earlier, what they're doing now, kind of like with the triple crown mm-hmm. or. Uh, whatever you want to call it or it just it's one of those things where it just sets it apart makes from the ex- truck series different yeah it makes the yep. truck series different Here's and it's really cool because i mean like when you watch the toyota toyota or the ford or the chevy commercials it's like you know you've got the cowboys they're out there in the <laughs> desert they're drifting around in their tacomas or in their uh silverados and it they're you know you know they're built tough right. so it's just one of those things to show that trucks are built tough and I think it's more of a marketing thing than it is just thing something for the fans you know and I think it's really cool and I, I'll have a ton of 
ton of friends I'll be going out to that one. Ford thanks you, by the way, for the sl- plugging the slogan a couple of times. Uh, I'll, I'll get you back to Toyota. So you're hoping to go places, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, here's my question. Would you like to see more, because I know I would, would you like to see more road courses on the truck schedule? Uh, I would like to see more of the bigger, cooler, I mean, I shouldn't say cooler tracks. I should say I would like to see trucks go to some of some different road courses. I think that that Canada Tire and Mossport are two Canadian pretty cool tire, tracks. Yeah. But wait, I think well, Canadian Tire track. is Mossport. Oh, wait, Mossport. Yeah, no, what's Canadian Tire course? is Mossport. Well, the other one would be, you, well, they run Toronto. Okay, yeah, 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 that's the one I was thinking. Okay, okay. I think it would be cooler if they went to Watkins Glen or Rotolana somewhere. Cause oh, oh, the trucks at Watkins Glen. Oh, yes, please. That would be so cool. Yes, please. Yes, and I, I love Watkins Glen last year. Last year, we practiced in the rain at Watkins Glen. I felt like Ayrton Senna, and that was <laughs> so cool. I'm like, and I was, like, amazed of, like, how much grip you still actually have in the rain. Because, I, I mean, outside of GoPro and the in the go-kart, you never right. really felt – you know, don't really felt that. But when you're wide open, banging through the gears, going up the S's at Watkins Glen in the rain, and you see, like, a 20-foot-tall rooster tail behind your car, mm-hmm. it was really cool. And then you just see the rain, like, go – don't even touch the car. It just goes over the hood and over the windshield. <laughs> like, it just – like, like you could see, like, like it was, like – uh, like almost like Halo, like you've got that protective shield around you. So Tyler Ankrum, let this be known on, on this date, Tyler Ankrum said, let's take the truck series to Watkins yes, Glen. Yes, that'd be so cool. Oh, by the way, let's also remind everybody that the truck series has done that before. Five times, as a matter well, of yes, fact. But they don't anymore, we need to go back. I know, yes. they haven't been since 2000. Sonoma. Just go to Sonoma somewhere. They've been to Sonoma too, yes. I think. Uh, yeah, they have. But we need to go back to those tracks. I yes, think. please. I no offense, Canadians. We love you. Well, the but, but. see, the, the thing is, is I'd like to see. Uh, I think a truck race in Toronto. I think I think the Cup Series needs to go over there too. That's why I, th- I think you could do another race or two in Canada and have all three oh series gosh. over there. I mean, there's so many different um, road courses out there that, yeah. that Mont- and even just in America that we don't yeah. go to. Montreal, Montreal, yeah. 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 I, I mean, to, the, the, shoot, put put trucks on the same uh, race weekend as as the Pinty Series and IndyCar at Toronto. You know, uh, bring bring back the Montreal weekend, like I think, like you mentioned, Watkins Glen, Sonoma. There's the Roval deal. The Roval, Charlotte Roval, was really cool last year. I thought that it was a fantastic race to watch. I I loved to watch Agreed. that race. That would be and, terrifying for trucks. And I well maybe not so much for tr- or I mean yeah trucks. I mean I can. Hey, I, why I'd not? Like to do it. Why not? Right? Why not? We all you never know. Find you try. Trinity Cup were going to be a disaster. True. Yeah, that is true. But true. I think I think more the, like one or two more races of the Roval. I'm not talking like you add ten to the schedule. Just like right. one or just well, two. Maybe. It's the same. One or two <coughs> more road courses because yeah. we really need to. I think we need to get a couple more road courses the trucks. Yes. I feel like uh, there's kind of a void there. And, yeah. you know, you run more in K&N yeah. than you do in the trucks. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I'd like to really? see at least a couple more. Mm. But anyway. Just not New Jersey. You were trying to, don't go to New Jersey. No, don't go to New Jersey. No, no please no, don't. No, 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 a little, no, tight. Don't. Um, a little tight. It's made for a BMW. Yeah. Not, a K, not even a K&N car, yeah. honestly. So two-part question. Okay. Um, 
have you leaned on Todd yet as far as advice for how Todd to handle? Todd, don't tell me nothing. I'm a competitor <laughs> of his now. He pretty much stopped talking to me. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. No, no. In, all, in all seriousness, have you have you leaned on him for? He told me earlier today that his best advice to you as far as how to handle missing the first couple races of the year is just be patient because think you know things will click and things will come. You just have to give him a little bit of time. Have Todd you didn't have, tell me that. I kind of feel special now. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Right. Have, but have you asked him any questions going into I, the year uh, yet? You know, honestly, with me and Todd talking, you know, I just – I'm kind of a fan of his because he's <laughs> – I've been watching him on TV for like a year now. Fanboy? Yeah, right? I'm – I don't know. That's a little <laughs> weird. I don't – yeah, that's not – no, um, I, that's not – I sound talk. a little weird now. That, Sorry. Let's, let's restart here. Like when me and I like when I'll, I won't really ask talk questions but like, hey, man, what's that like? Or, hey, man, like that's so cool. Like, And, you know – but he's been doing it for you now. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. But I'm like, I'm like fangirl, like you said. But <laughs> wait a minute, at Daytona, David drove Todd's truck last year. Yes, yes. yes. This year, David's David is driving, driving your Tyler's truck. truck. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's got his name on the truck still, but it is. It will be my my number. Yeah. yeah. Yes, his number. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he's running because you yes. obviously yeah. can't. So, yep. um, any plans for that truck at Atlanta and Vegas? Do we know? Uh, yes, but ones I cannot say. So oh, okay. I was I was gonna say I know they're running it for owner point. The seventeen and fifty four are both running for owner points. Yes, this year, but I I know they have not announced drivers yet for okay. Atlanta and Vegas. Well, that's coming. You know, you try to get breaking news out of. I, the I, yeah. that's, he's that's he's too smart for that. I wanted to say because it's, it's really cool what they're announcing, but I was like, <laughs> eh. he, we we want you to actually be able to be allowed to come back and not have summer blacklisted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Quickly. Yeah, I, I know. Second question, he said? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, there were two parts, and I only got to one part here because we Go got ahead. spun Go ahead. Off. Throw it in. Um, right. Go, you know, goals for, for once you get in the truck full-time playoffs? Championship. There, uh, hey, I like his confidence. I uh, <laughs> I learned last year in the Canaan series that I was aiming way too low, and I ended up way up here. So we're just going to aim, aim way, way up, up there and start, see what happens. Right. Hey. I mean – we we know that I mean, Tiger Woods look, didn't become the greatest of all time just because he was just like yeah I like to swing a club. Well, <laughs> like and here's the, the deal: think. one win and you're in the playoffs, yeah, right? So once you're in, you then it's win. just about getting through. Yeah, so you know you're going to miss three races, but we saw with Todd last year that yeah. you know I mean he won and that almost, poor kid just had no luck almost whatsoever. Yeah. I mean I kind of did wreck him too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I joke about that. You better hope he doesn't remember yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. well it's funny because we'll start to, we'll be talking about trucks. And Todd will say something that's like, yeah, I really want to do that. I was like, not if I wreck you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, before we let you go rivalry. real quick, yeah, right. um, thank you, shout-outs. Yeah. Have at it, my friend. want to thank Toyota, DJR Crosley, Modern Meat, Fred's, uh, Viva Technologies, Mace Hawaii. They'll be all, all be sponsoring the truck this year. Friends, family, obviously, of course, of their support, everyone working still at DJR. I mean, it's only 8 o'clock, so they are <laughs> still working. They've yes. got a lot of work to do to get those – uh, three Canon cars, two Arca cars, and one truck done before Daytona, and they're leaving. They're leaving this weekend, I think. So hang on, repeat that one more time. Uh, three Canon cars, two Arca cars, and one truck, and maybe a late model. So <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. okay, yeah. On so, that note, hang on a minute. Full. There's got to be an entry list somewhere well, that you research I'm, that. I'm missing because I count Tanner Gray and Drew Dollar. Who's running the third? Ty Canon? Gibbs. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, Lauren, let's not talk about this one. <laughs> no, well, no, no, let's not. Here's what <laughs> I was going to say. I can't say anything. Here's right? what I was going to say. I was, yeah. was going to point anything. out to our audience that's uh-huh. watching this. It was an ARCA car, all right? Tra- Plain and simple, ARCA <laughs> body, ARCA chassis. Tra- traditionally, <laughs> traditionally, yeah. we would have Tyler sign the wall. Here's the deal. He was the first driver to sign the wall. Right there. His signature is right over right there. there. So he's already done that. He is on our wall of fame, yes. so that's why we're not showing you him signing the wall. He's the first If you repeat. want his autograph, he'll give it to you. Just yeah, uh, reach out to free. him. Social Talk media real quick. Driver, then you got to pay for it. What's your social <laughs> real quick? Instagram, Tyler58. Twitter, Tyler, and then my fan page on Facebook is also Tyler Ingram. All yeah, right. With that, we will be back with more of the Stock Car Show. We're going to talk Hall of Fame coming up in the second hour. So we want to know what you think of our opinions on who should be in next year's class. So that's coming up. Stock Car Show. Back after this, presented by HMS Motorsport. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. In the category of quick stage changes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. I'm sorry that we can't show you why we were laughing, why we're laughing so hard. Uh, that's the fastest I've ever seen Chris Murdoch move that's in my life. I was about to say, I've never seen him run that fast. Chris, <laughs> did, Chris didn't want the empty chair on, on the set anymore because Tyler Ankrum obviously. So he sprinted in and dragged it out in about 2.8 yeah. seconds. I'm going to so. get him a rope so he can just tie the end of it to a rope and just pull out, you know. <laughs> 
like a levy year. <laughs> the like good news is he made it before he flipped the camera back oh, on. Oh boy! Oh that's man! Funny. We we uh, we do enjoy ourselves here and have a good time, and we hope that all of you are as well. Welcome back to the Stock Car hey. Show. I'm Tom Baker, along with Jacob Seelman and Randy Miller. At least he wasn't dressed the like the chair. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Uh, we want to thank Tyler Ankrum for taking the first hour out with us. Uh, he's got a lot of homework to do. Tyler is still a student in uh, school as opposed to online stuff like a lot of the drivers do um, going to school here in the Mooresville area as a senior. So uh, he's got a lot of work to do before he can go to Daytona. And with that, we start to talk about the Hall of Fame because on Friday night, the class of 2019 was inducted, and Jacob, you had a chance to be there. I was actually yep. uh, halfway across the country doing a, uh, a calling a go kart race um, in Martin, Tennessee, so I could not attend. But you were there, and I caught some glimpses of some of the video of Jeff Gordon, mm -hmm. um, and it just—I mean, what a night and what a group of people to put into the hall. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this was – first off, thank you to everybody at NASCAR and the Hall of Fame for being so accommodating. It was my first time actually covering the induction yep. ceremony, and I certainly felt welcomed all the way across the board. Josh Hamilton and uh, Christy King, Amanda Ellis, everybody at NASCAR uh, made it so, and it was, it was an awesome deal all the way around uh, from the time the doors opened at 2 o'clock all the way through the uh, the end of the night, and we did get out before the uh, parking attendant left at 11:45. <laughs> they they highly suggested that we do that, so uh, that was that was accomplished with five minutes to spare. But good grief, this class was number one. It was particularly noteworthy because it's the first class where all the uh, members competed against one another yes. at one time. Yep. Last race of '92 and the first five races of '93. Um, but. Good grief. I mean, you had Jeff Gordon, who we all knew was going to yep. be a first ballot lock to the Hall of Fame. Um, you had two in Davey Allison and Alan Kowicki, who by far, though their careers were cut short, were certainly deserving for the massive impact that they had on the sport, both in the car and outside Absolutely. of it. You know, not necessarily statistically, but from a fan base standpoint, from a overall health of the sport standpoint during their times, they were just, they were extremely influential and very, very worthy Hall of Famers. I think impact yes, is impact. what you're looking for there. That's a, yes, Huge thank you. Huge impact on the sport. In a short amount of time. Yes. And then two car owners whose impact on the sport continues to grow in – Roger Penske and Jack Roush. Jack, of course, the all-time wins leader across all three series when it comes to combined victories with 324 wins. Roger, of course, his impact not just in NASCAR but in motorsports as a whole can't be understated or overstated enough, rather, you know, with the Indy 500 wins, the Supercars Championships has impacted sports cars, and now to – Obviously, see his NASCAR accomplishments recognized. Four Xfinity Series owner titles, uh, two Cup Series titles, including the one this year, a Brickyard 400 win this year, a Southern 500 win this year. You know, he's won basically everything. couple Daytona 500s yeah. in there. You know, it, it just felt right this year across the board. Um, and the night itself, the speeches were great. My gosh, the fan 
turnout and response was incredible, particularly for Wonder Boy, as you might expect. Sure. Uh, Jeff, there were several moments during his speech where he specifically um, pointed out the fans and got a couple rises out of them during the ceremony. He was excited that you know fans were allowed in to be able to watch the induction ceremony and be a part of it. That's something that, you know, Jeff noted afterwards was really, he felt was really cool and something that should continue to keep happening. Um, of course, there were the emotional moments. Uh, Roger Penske's speech was fun when uh, his son Greg revealed that the grandkids call him not the captain, but Mr. Fun! Mr. Fun. Mr. Fun. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, and... I think it was an it was an emotional moment on both counts, both when Tony Gibson and uh, you know the folks from Allen's crew in '92, and then of course when Liz and Robbie and Krista came up to uh, for Davy's induction. You know those two moments were both extremely emotional for I think a lot of us. You know I wasn't alive yet when uh, Davy and Alan were killed, but obviously yeah. I've grown up here in the stories and, and, you know, working even with Robbie on, you know, from a racing standpoint, because he's gone on to do some racing in his own right. Yeah. And just, you know, to talk to them, to see the families and to understand what that night meant to the Allison's to Colwicky's team. I mean, it was just, it, I don't want to say sobering, but you know, you said the word impactful, and I felt well, I felt it. And that's to me when if if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, to me, the Hall of Fame really is about the history of NASCAR. So sometimes you put people in just because you want to put them in, or you think they should be in because well they did this or they did that. Mm -hmm. When you put someone into the Hall of Fame posthumously. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different level of a accomplishment and a whole different level of, to me, just meaning, you know, because, again, both Davey, and it isn't even just about Davey being a second-generation driver or part of the Allison family. Yep. It's each of those two, Davey and Allen, accomplished and set their own legacies. Davey, yep. the first real real driver development choice per se, Lauren Rainier um, and, and, and Harry Rainier choosing you know, to put him in their cup car. Really one of the, one of the pure talent, all time pure talents of the sport. Yeah. Too. I mean, and, and then Allen, of course, coming in, going to Daytona with one car and an open trailer and 25 bucks in his pocket and it, and ends up becoming champion. He literally is the poster boy for the little guy. And, yes. you know, we did not see the likes of that accomplishment again until right. um, the 78 team with Martin Truex for Natural Racing won the championship two years as ago a yeah, as a yeah. single car team. But, of course, they were way better funded than Allen was, too. Um, you know, so Allen just personified. He was the last, uh, you might say, owner driver who was. I mean, he was under the car working on it. He was, you know, he was uh, the all-around guy. And um, I don't even think that's possible today. I don't even no, think you could, heck no. you know, they're no. just, um, so you're right. I mean, to have those two, their impact on the sport, they belong in the Hall of Fame. And I'm, yeah. I am tickled to death for both 
uh, families to be able to have them in there. Yeah, by the, by the way, not to be that guy because I even had to stop and think about it just now. Furniture Row actually wasn't a one-car team when Martin won the championship in 17. Well. They, they did have Eric Jones. But that was a year. I mean, you you can make that asterisk if you want to, but the fact of the matter is, you know, they were from outside they, the Yeah, Beltway. they were a journeyman team. You know, yeah, they – they were a journeyman team, and, and, and they started as a part-time team mm-hmm. and climbed all the way up with one car. And for most of the run, it was all self-funded, or at least, you know, 90% or better. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. Until the last couple of years with Truex, yep. where they started getting five hours and the other sponsors. Yep. So, you know, that, uh, again, congratulations to everyone getting into the Hall of Fame that's a great honor, and I love. Pardon me, excuse me. I love Jeff Gordon's speech. For oh sure. my gosh, um, not, and Jeff was Jeff was really. I mean, you pointed out how he, you know, he talked directly to the fans. Yeah, I just thought his speech was really um, humbling, and you could just tell that this is a young man who never thought he would ever, and right. there he was. And now he's, you know, he, his legacy in the sport yep. is secure. I mean, Absolutely. you know, for a guy who wanted to be a World of Outlaws driver, he sure did yeah. take, a, take a right-hand turn, didn't he? You better believe that. Um, I will add, too, that I thought it was extremely cool to see him end his speech, not with something that he wrote, but actually going back to one of the very first TV interviews that he ever did yeah. in the Bush series. He yeah. wasn't even a cup driver yeah. at that point when he was driving for Bill Davis. And uh, I don't remember who it was that asked him, you know, what do you want to be long term? What's your goal? And he says, well, I, you know, I, I just want to, you know, make it and, and be a cup series driver yep. one day. And my response to that is, buddy, you, uh, you did a whole lot more than just made it to be a cup series driver. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to step aside When we come back, we're going to start talking about the class of 2020 and debate who should be in and maybe some folks that aren't on that ballot as well. Stay tuned. You're watching and or listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport and My Computer Career will be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Oh, he had news today. He did. Yes. First of all, welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport and MyComputerCareer.edu. HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMS Motorsport. Dot com uh, as we continue with our show a little bit more breaking news though not quite as uh, impactful of an announcement as say NASCAR disqualifying people but um, mm-hmm. the uh, zero of Garrett Smithley the number nothing he back rain once again in 2019 will be a part of the Xfinity series again yeah good for yes. him okay Watch excite so um, now we go to the class of 2020 for the NASCAR Hall of Fame and thought it would be fun to have a little bit of discussion and debate about who would be our each of our five picks. Um, and maybe if there's a, a, a person or people that aren't on the list that we think should be on the, on the list to be inducted. Um, so I'm going to just kind of go around the table here. And I'm going to start with Randy Miller over there because Randy's been uh, very quiet so far tonight, just over there punching buttons. But uh, Randy, I want to hear your five. Off. First of all, I guess I should read the list. That, by the way, I want to add, this is not the list that NBC Sports published is not the official 20 no, list. This, the, this is, the, and we're going to go straight off the NBC Sports list. So here we go. Tony Stewart. Buddy Baker, Red Farmer, Ray Fox, Harry Gant, Joe Gibbs, Carl Edwards, John Holman, Harry Hyde, Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, Herschel McGriff, Ralph Moody, Jack Sprague, Larry Phillips, Sam Ard, Ricky Rudd, Kirk Shelmerdine, Mike Stefanik, and Smokey Eunuch. Now, let's again... This is not an official list. This is NASCAR and NBC's list. And I point that out because there's at least one name on this list that I don't we'll, think will be we'll, on there when yeah. you see the official NASCAR one, list. Yes, we'll, and there's one name not on there that is already a guaranteed nominee for the class of 2020 because he was on the nomination list in 2019, and that's Waddell Wilson. Okay, so we'll add Waddell Wilson to the list and uh, – 
Randy, go ahead with your five. We're using the NASCAR and NBC list, so right, right. who would be your five picks off of this list? Okay, so my, my, my first pick would be Harry Hyde. And most people – I had to do some research to figure this stuff out because I wasn't alive when most some of these guys were racing. But when I, when I found out that Harry, <laughs> Hyde's, Harry Hyde actually – if you watch Days of Thunder, his, his demeanor, his character was portrayed in the Days of Thunder movie. I was like, I, I'm again, got to yep. go with that. Um, the other four are kind of, I guess, to me, you know, I guess no-brainers, but I went with um, Harry Gant uh, because growing up, before Dale Earnhardt, he was always the guy I cheered for, and I thought even if you weren't a, um, a diehard NASCAR fan, you would probably still know who Harry Gant is, so yeah. I picked him. Um, I picked Jack Sprague because when the Truck Series first started in, what, 93, 94, whenever it was, um, he was one of the pioneers of that series, and, and I figure I think a lot of the the popularity and a lot of where to the Chuck series is today is because of guys like Jack Sprague. Um, and then the other two, I went with Kirk Shelmerdine because anybody who knows Dale Earnhardt's career knows that he is one of the men responsible for most of Dale Earnhardt's success um, in the in in the higher up series, and he's won a lot of stuff himself. So, um, and then last, I went with Tony Stewart just because I figure in the modern era. Tony Stewart, maybe not directly, but is a lot of the responsibility for guys like Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, um, those guys coming up from dirt and being successful because of guys like Tony Stewart doing it first. So those are my five. Interesting. Okay. Um, We'll save. We're going to go back around the table a second time when we get to the end of this Mm. part to talk about who we would like to see on the ballot that isn't. Um, if we have such a person, but Jacob, I'll let you go next and then we'll each okay. give our five and then we'll discuss in the yeah. a little bit. Go ahead, Jacob. So who are your five? Se- several of mine actually uh, match up with Randy and I know four, really for, yeah, four of the, four of my five that I believe, uh, should or will be in the class of 2020 are actually already on, um, guaranteed nominees for the class of 2020 cause they were nominees this year. Um, I'm my lead off is the one driver who's not yet on the nomination list that is a lock to be nominated this year because um, it'll be his third season since retirement and he'll be eligible for nomination. Tony Stewart is the next guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer, period, bar none. If you don't have smoke, is the lead, like Jeff Gordon led the class of 2019, if you don't have Tony Stewart leading your class of 2020, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. Tony's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. Three NASCAR Cup championships. You know, he's got, I think, the most wins of any driver who's not still currently active that's not yet in the Hall of Fame with 49. So there's no reason to believe that he won't be in. I mean, he did everything except win a Daytona 500. Let's be honest here. So that's self-explanatory. I think these two fit hand in hand. So that's why I'm saying he goes uh, goes in – you know, they go in in the same class. I really felt like Jeff Gordon and Ray Everham should have, but I believe these two will. Joe, I believe, you know, if you keep with precedent, Joe Gibbs goes in the Hall of Fame next year based on his resume. We've had Rick Hendrick and Richard Childress, you know, this uh, the class before. Now you've had Roger Penske and Jack Roush. There's no reason to believe the coach doesn't go in the Hall of Fame next year. So Stuart Gibbs. Yep, Stuart and Gibbs is two. Larry Phillips, I believe it is – 
past time for a NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series representative to go in the Hall of I Fame. I agree. Especially considering that Philip Morris tied Phillip's rec- you know, Larry Phillips' record yep. of five championships yep. this past year. It's past time. I, I, I believe we need a short track representative in there aside from Richie. Kirk Shelmerdine, four championships with Dale Earnhardt as a crew chief. There's no reason he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, and we don't have enough crew chief uh, representation in the hall and then Mike Stefanik who tied Richie with the most NASCAR championships in history with nine seven modified titles and two in what's now the K&M Pro Series East I believe it's time to put some more short track representation in the hall period well wow okay so I I agree with a couple and I disagree with a bunch because I'm sorry you both left off the one guy who should have been in the Hall of Fame already for crying out loud, put Buddy Baker in the Hall of Fame Are already. Are you biased because he's one of your heroes growing up? No. <laughs> Buddy Baker was one of the best there was. Now, he didn't always run the full schedule, and he also ran for in some cars that weren't winning necessarily winning cars at, at, toward the end of his career, but... For crying out loud, with all the drivers we've got in the Hall of Fame, the fact that Buddy Baker, who's one of the best there ever was on super speedways and had a great career after driving in in the broadcasting sector, Buddy Baker needs to go in. It's ridiculous and egregious that he's not in the Hall of Fame already. Buddy Baker tops my list. Second on my list is most definitely Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart's impact on the sport it continues. Uh, and I don't think that there's anybody who would disagree with Tony getting in. Now, here's where I start to separate a little bit. I love Kirk Shalmadine. Shalmadine, certainly Kirk, you know, again, his impact with Dale Earnhardt, you know, was didn't have much of a driving career, but he was a part of it um, as a driver as well. Guys like that, I love seeing crew chiefs get in. But man, you know, Harry Hyde has got to top that list. So I agree with, uh, w- with your pick, Randy, of Harry Hyde. You got to put him in the Hall of Fame. Um, so there's three. Four, for me, is definitely Ralph Moody. The Holman Moody team, had, again, wins after wins after wins. Part of the, the, the real growth period of NASCAR, I'd put Ralph Moody in there. Do you put Holman, do you put John Holman and Ralph Moody in together? That's where I was going. Okay. My fifth pick is John Holman. All right. Because you got to <laughs> put both of them in together. Yeah. I do agree with crew chiefs. I want to see Mike Stefanik in, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you who needs to go in before Mike Stefanik goes in. And, and it'll never happen, but this is where we get into the discussion of who, who's not on this ballot and never will be on the ballot. And it's sad. The reason that he won't is Jeff Bodine. Besides Richie Evans and Jerry Cook, Jeff Bodine was probably the greatest modified driver ever. He brought power steering into NASCAR. He, he won Daytona. He won races. He... Jeff deserves to be in the hall, but he'll never, ever get nominated for the same reason that Smokey Eunuch will never actually get nominated. Yeah. And that's because, well, 
they just didn't play nice with the right people. You're going to hate me for arguing devil's advocate, but when we come back from our from the break that's getting ready to happen yes. here in a minute, um, you, you said we needed to have some debate, and we do need to have some debate because I, as much as I, it pains me, it really pains me to do it, I've, I've got to disagree with you on Buddy Baker, and when we get back from break, I'll tell you why. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Jacob is going to be wrong. Stay tuned for the st- more of the Stock Car Show Ow. presented by HMS Motorsport and mycomputercareer.edu right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport and mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Hey, here's the deal, people. There are two 
million jobs right now unfilled for cyber work for computers. That's part of IT. My computer career can train you to be in that field in as little as four months. So here's what you do. Go to mycomputercareer.edu. Make that career change. If you're interested in a, in a change in career, you can't do better than mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life, and you can go take a free career evaluation test to see if this is going to be for you. Just go to their website, mycomputercareer.edu. And with that, we look back at the Hall of Fame, and we're looking forward here at this point. I have Buddy Baker, who is on, he's going to be on the ballot. He was on the ballot this year, going to be on the ballot again next year. I've got him in my five to be inducted, and Jacob is going to give some reasons why he feels like Buddy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame okay. in this class. In this class, and and it's hard for me because much like you, you know, but yes, but I I agree with you in the fact that Buddy was an absolute fan favorite. I agree with that. I agree. I also agree that he had a great impact on the sport. You know, post driving as a broadcaster. However, a lot of what the Hall of Fame vote has been based off of is career career accomplishments within, you know, within the sport. And I know it's not just within the sport because there are other guys who have been recognized for their impact outside the sport. I would argue Ken Squire being chief among them, um, you know, outside the driving aspect. I don't think you Ken to a driver, but no. okay. But, you know, buddy, you hate when I quote stats, but I'm going off of what the nomination committee has laid down over the last couple of years. Buddy's numbers from a career standpoint don't stack up to some of what the other drivers on the Come nomination on. list, and he never won a championship either, and that's a big detriment as far as I'm concerned because the nomination committee has put a very big weight on championships as far as those who get in the Hall of Fame, and that's something that I feel like is going to continue to haunt Buddy the next couple of years. I believe he will get in the Hall of Fame in the next two or three years. I don't think it's going to be the class of 2020 because I believe between the guys that are already on the nomination list and the guys who are going to be inevitably added in the next five for this upcoming class, I don't believe there's enough for Buddy to be able to be lifted among, you know, lifted above into that top five. I really don't. 19 Cup Series wins and 38 polls is great, yes. And that combined with his broadcasting career is going to get him in in the next couple of years, but not in 2020. First one to go over 200 miles an hour in a Cup car, number one. Number two, he was a mentor to a number of drivers who came after him. He spent a lot of time working with younger drivers. Number three, it was he who took over his father's racing school who actually helped Jeff Gordon come into the sport. Number four, he was a broadcaster at a time when broadcasting desperately needed entertainment more so than just statistics. And Buddy Baker brought entertainment as a driver, as a broadcaster, he owned his own team, which again was not as successful as some others have been. But the bottom line to this is you can quote me wins and, and whatever all you want. Buddy wasn't always in equipment that could win and Buddy always was jumping around from one car to the next. There, was, there weren't a ton of years. He was in that group 
where every year somebody, they, they just kind of moved around and went from one team to another. So I would argue that Buddy didn't have a lot of continuity with a team to be able to accumulate the stats, and he didn't always run all the races either. I think the idea that all we look at is championships, if that's what NASCAR thinks is their Hall of Fame, it's complete crap, and it's a farce. Because at the end of the day, there are drivers who never had the equipment or the sponsorship or the longevity in the sport to win a championship who surely doggone deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not disagreeing whether he should or shouldn't be. And a this Hall of idea Famer. that we're putting we're putting crew chiefs, we're putting modified drivers, we need to put some more of the founding fathers of NASCAR into this hall. And if it takes putting in ten instead of five each year, then we need to do that. Because NASCAR didn't do a good job in the beginning of putting guys like Buddy and Red Farmer and Ray Fox and Holman and Moody. Those guys all should have been in there already. That should have happened when the hall opened. We should have put about 50 or 60 people into the hall who were in a founding group, part of that group that founded the sport and was instrumental in the growth of the sport. Now you get all these names on there. God bless Kirk Shelmerdine. Yes, he won some championships with Dale Earnhardt. Yes, he was a good crew chief. He was also a starting park driver. I mean, I don't think Kirk Shelmerdine deserves to be in over half the drivers on this list. My opinion. Are you Not now. And I, you know, I just offered my you, – you asked for my opinion on who should be in the class of 2020. I gave you my take okay. on it. And, and we can agree to disagree, but I just, I think the idea that guys like Buddy Baker get, would get left out just because they didn't win the championship or because they didn't have the big stats. I didn't say he's going to be left out forever. Everybody who's on the current on nomination list will get in. Read Buddy's stats to me again. How many wins did he 19 have? 19 cup wins, 38 poles. Now, read me Dale Jr.'s stats. How many wins he have? 26. Okay, how many poles? I don't know the how many championships off the top of my head. Dale didn't win a championship. Does Junior not get in the Hall of Fame? I didn't say he's. Ne I didn't. I'm asking you the question. Would you put Junior in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. If he doesn't make it on the first round, there's going to be a riot in downtown Charlotte. <laughs> but you, see, you see my point. For so, the safety of all involved. So so Dale Jr. gets to get in. Now hang on a minute. I, I don't I don't agree that Junior's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Don't don't put Do you seriously believe that when Junior ends up on that ballot, he's not getting in on the first ballot? Do I believe it? No, but of would course I, not. Would would I put him in on the first ballot? Absolutely not. So so again, okay, nineteen wins, twenty six wins. What's that? Seven more wins. Whatever. Okay. God bless Junior, and I want to see Junior because I think Junior should be in the Hall of Fame, but. But you don't base it on championships and stats only. You base it on the impact that someone had on the sport through their career and their lives. And there is no way that you keep depriving Buddy Baker or Red Farmer or Ray Fox, for that matter, the opportunity to get in. And you put Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon in on the first try just because you can. Somehow this process has to change. 
I mean, my, the hard part with Jeff Gordon is when you have, what, 53, 53 voting members and Jeff was on, I think, 90-something percent but of see, the But see, this is, again, I don't have a problem that Jeff got in. What I'm saying is if it takes putting in 10 at, at a time so until we catch up, um, and get most of the, the founding members, or you had a great idea, Jacob. Let's do categories. Yeah, so please. Yeah, so so let me let me bring this up so that everybody understands what I mean because there's going to be a lot of people that go, wait, what are you talking about? So my idea stems from the nat uh, what the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame does every year with their induction classes uh, when – they, they have, I think, seven or eight members inducted every year, but it's by categories. Right. They have three inductees from the driver's category. They have a couple of inductees from the car owners and builders category. They have a couple inductees from the media and promoters category. And then there's an eighth inductee from the pre, I think it's like pre-1950s or whatever their uh, classification. It's the old timers yeah. category, for lack of a better term, to guarantee that at least one founding member of the sport gets into the Hall of Fame every single year. And if we're talking about a change that the NASCAR Hall of Fame could maybe take some ideas from to improve the process, Something like that is something that I would I absolutely be all for. I think the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, Bob Baker and everybody over there, they get it right because they get people from every spectrum in every year. And that's a big thing I that agree. I feel like the NASCAR Hall of Fame is lacking. Not that I disagree that the 50 people who are in it right now are non-deserving because every single one of them is deserving, but it's, it's overloaded by drivers in my opinion. Well... Because there have been a lot of drivers that deserve to be in there. Randy, right. what's, your, what's your two cents on this? No, I, actually, I, I was going to agree with Jacob, but I've seen there's, there's other Hall of, Fame, all Hall of Fame inductions that kind of do the same thing where they take either from categories or they induct their nominees and then they have like not a separate induction ceremony, but like a separate class of people that founded the sport or founded mm -hmm. the whatever. Right. Legends. And then they induct like six legends. Or seven yeah, legends. Um, and they induct those seven or eight people together but in their own separate like yeah. category of mm -hmm. I mean you know so. there there are just too many people like buddy who were part of the sport when it was still blossoming who were at that time among the best there was for to for them to be ignored while we keep putting I mean I you know bless Greg Biffle but I, God, it's not Greg's not a Hall of Fame driver, in my opinion. I just don't. Well, if I, we're talking about the Hall of Fame being based on a cup career, he won championships in both of NASCAR's well, other true. two national series. And while I, I will disagree, while with that. we're bringing that up, by the way, here I, this is an argument I wanted to make before we transitioned off the junior subject so quickly. If people want me to be honest about the reasons why Dale Jr. should be a Hall of Fame member, it has nothing to do with his cup career, and it has everything to do with his impact from a broadcast standpoint, even though it's that tenure's been short-lived. I feel like he's made a big broadcast impact in a short time. His impact as a team owner and his Xfinity Series championships. Well, and see, I there's another thing, is there are an awful lot of drivers that were part of the old Bush series, okay, that, that again should be, you know, and you mentioned Jack Sprague, I don't know. Sprague, I mean, eventually, Sprague, I think well, Sprague. Keep in mind, Sprague 
other than Hornaday, has the most truck series championships and, in history. Which brings me to the point of if we would do this by division. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then Jack Sprague goes in faster. Absolutely. We've got too many big names that aren't in there yet, and we're only putting in five at a time. Yeah. You have to pay attention to the legends of the sport as well as all these big names from today that we're putting in there and balance it out a little bit better. And I think we need some people voting on that thing that understand that. I think there's too many people who only focus on the current day. I want to make a really quick point to something. I think it was Mike Joy that argued this in the nomination room a couple years ago. It's not just the NASCAR Cup Series Hall of Fame. It's the NASCAR NASCAR Hall Hall of Fame. Fame That's right. Across the board. And politics and what your last name is shouldn't make any difference either. I'm just going to put that one out there. We'll step aside and take a break. When we come back, the lightning round. If you thought this was good, never know what we're going to get into in the next round. Back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, 
always. Lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. I'm Kaz Grawlin. You're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Okay, welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport and mycomputercareer.edu. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Randy Miller, and Chris Murdoch on the video production duties this evening. And this is our lightning round. And what good would the lightning round be without a little thunder? Oh, boy. We just got finished with the debate about who should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. If you missed it, just go back <laughs> and watch the video yeah. replay. You'll want to, trust me. Because, because I'm in the mood to argue some more. Oh, boy. The ARCA race is coming up this weekend at Daytona oh. this coming you're not seriously going there. Of are course you? I am because we haven't talked about it yet oh in detail boy. and it's worth talking about. As much as I celebrated NASCAR making their rule change today, the breaking news of the day, NASCAR will now start disqualifying those who win a race and aren't legal in post-race tech. Boom confetti. Yes, boom confetti. ARCA also made a rule change for Daytona, and I assume Talladega as well. Yes. Okay, for their super speedways, and here's what happened. The rule has always been that ARCA will have unlimited attempts to finish the race under green. So you actually get a green flag, checkered flag finish. Now, ARCA... Joining NASCAR, well, sort of, ARCA, one attempt, one, one attempt at a green flag finish. If they don't get it, race ends under yellow, and that's it. Go home. Let's also keep in mind I looked that at you because I know where you're going to go this with this. This is only at Daytona and Talladega. Correct. This has nothing to do with I the said other Daytona eight, yes. and Talladega. The other 18 races still have unlimited attempts. That's correct. And you say my response is and I said this after last February. I don't want to see a repeat clinic of how to spend 2 million dollars in 2 hours. <laughs> in two hours. Yes. I'm sorry. That's what they last all spent to Fe- get there. Last, last February was embarrassing. I, ah, it was terrible. It was absolutely a farce, and they needed to change something. You can't keep wrecking stuff indefinitely, especially in the ARCA series. These people don't have that kind of money. To, to, be, to be clear, just so everybody understands, I believe there were five green-white checkered. No, that was the Xfinity race. There were three, attempt, there were three green-white checkered attempts in the ARCA race. I thought it was five, but okay. No, there were three in the ARCA so, race, and then there were five in the Xfinity race yeah, that which, Tyler Reddick eventually which won makes, by four ten thousandths which of a makes, second. Okay, well, I'll let you finish your point. Yeah. No, I'm done. Randy. <sighs> okay. Randy, you want to jump in here before I... Step in. You, you know, it, it, all the other tracks in the circuit, I can kind of see, you know, where um, you, you can make multiple attempts at a green-white checkered. But at Daytona and Talladega, I, I mean, you know 
you're going to end up wrecking the entire field anyway. So I think if you do one attempt and it doesn't work out, it's probably not going to work out in your favor. So you should probably just stop trying. Thank just you. Saying. Okay. So Jacob just, without realizing it, walked straight into my point. We had three attempts in the ARCA race. We had five attempts in the Xfinity race last year. Now, here's, here's my thing. We're supposed to be teaching young racers how to race properly. That's what ARCA is. It's basically a development series at this point. There are few, if any, career ARCA racers anymore who run the entire schedule. I don't think there's a single one, actually, who is in the ARCA series because that's where they want to be. This is strictly a developmental series. Why should we deprive the fans of a green flag finish because the drivers cannot seem to get it right. I think we need to look at this from the other side of the lens. Instead of getting away from unlimited attempts, which I think if you pay a ticket to go watch a race, you deserve a green flag finish, a yellow flag, checkered flag, is not a finish. It's a suspension and abandonment of the race. It just doesn't get done. We're just calling it a day. Can you imagine if they called the Super Bowl at a 3-3 tie? I mean, come on, people. Here's what I think we need to do. Number one, we need to really make these drivers accountable. If you're going to go out there and you're just going to crash and you're going to wreck each other and you're going to drive over your head, you don't need to be in the ARCA race. I think we need to make this so that we have some accountability back. Because the only reason that the ARCA race is a wreck fest every year is because the drivers lose their minds when they put the helmets on. So we either need to get better drivers or we need to teach them better. Either way, one attempt at Daytona, not enough. We know what's going to happen. It's going to be a yellow flag finish. And I just think it's unfortunate that ARCA has forgotten that it basically was supposed to not be NASCAR. It was supposed to be a short track series that also runs bigger tracks. And I think this moved, I don't think this saves anything because we're still going to wreck half the field. And it's just all going to happen on one restart now. Nobody's going to be patient. As soon as it goes to overtime, everybody's going to go crazy. And result's going to be the same. We've already spent the money to go race. Let's finish the thing under the green. I don't disagree. I mean, that's, you know, I, I just don't like the fact that we've let the drivers off easy. Here. I mean, in fair, I, I said, I, I agree with you 100% that we need to bring accountability back to the drivers because they they drove stupid last February. I, I well, disagree that one look, attempt was the way to do I mean, we needed to figure out a way to not have last February happen again. Right. But one attempt wasn't the way to no, do it. No, one attempt's not the way to do it. I, I honestly think you've got to, I don't know exactly how to go about it. Yeah. But I think you've got to you you you've got to make these drivers and it's hard because the only way to get experience on the super speedway is to do it. But Randy, I mean, we've got a series now that's basically a a bunch of 18-19 year olds for the most part and this is their first time on a super speedway. I mean, there's got to be a way here to to get them to just 
dial it back just a little bit. Um, and I think part of it is this shouldn't be a contact sport. We set a terrible example in NASCAR when we allow pushing and we allow all of this on the back bumper and doing all this. Um, I, think, I think that's a terrible example because these kids don't know how to do that yet. That's true. I don't know if we, we, we don't need that, like too many rules because then it's going to take away from the fun of the sport. But I will say that if the drivers are losing their minds when they get inside the race car, maybe we can talk to HMS about developing a helmet where their brain, their head, and their mind can all fit in the helmet together. <laughs> well, you know, and if you're, if you're driving over your head, they can black flag you too. And that's the other thing is I think, you know, I don't, I don't think we spend enough time actually using the black flag in these big series. And I think that's a shame because over-aggression is over-aggression. And that's exactly what happens at the end of all these races. It's not just ARCA. NASCAR, same thing. It's over-aggression. And we allow this contact, and we're pushing people all the way down the straightaway. Now we're pushing them in the corner, which used to be frowned upon, but I think NASCAR's just kind of given up on that. And ARCA, it's like they all just go nuts. So, no, I don't think... I don't think one attempt is going to solve the problem that we have with the ARCA race. It's always going to be the way it is. We're just going to end up probably having three out of every five or four out of every five races is going to end under the caution because of that, which is really kind of a shame. Yeah. With that, the ARCA race is this weekend. It is. So is the Clash. Yay. All t all 21? All tw 20. Two zero. 20. 20 drivers, all with rides for the Clash. Who wins? Pick a winner. Oh, gosh. Pick You're a making winner. me do that? Yes. Pick a winner. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Randy. I'm going to go with Martin Truex because he's, he's with a, an even better team than he was last year. So. Ooh. Um. I don't, wow. Okay. I, I'm not even sure I agree with that, but um, okay. We know Chris Murdoch's picking Joey Logano because Chris always picks Joey Logano. I'm actually going to go with Dale Jr. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not racing. Okay, so I get to pick somebody fun. You know what? Uh, I'm going to agree with Chris. I'm going to pick Joey Logano. Ha! This is basically the last time we get to run with a normal restrictor plate package. And, you know, Joey's one of the best at that. And the Fords are about the best there is at that. Until somebody proves they can beat a Ford on a restrictor plate track, I'm going with a Ford. Joey Logano wins the clash. Okay. Should be fun. Huh. Take us out of here, Jacob. Wow. All right. On that note, uh, yeah, it is time to scram already, isn't it? Thanks to uh, our supporters and uh, partners with both mycomputercrew.edu and HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, yes. for what they do to make this show possible. I'm, I'm disappointed. We had so much fun arguing, I don't want the show to end. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really am. We'll be back next week I to know. do some more. I know. We will. Take so. us out of here. I, I, know, I, I know. Scram. I'm sorry. For Tom Baker and uh, Chris Murdoch and Randy Miller behind the glass, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, and if you're headed to a racetrack, we might. Keyword might. Just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. night. 
You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.